guys, and welcome to episode 133 of the Worldwide Shelves podcast. It's your host, Matt, back again, and I am joined by my wonderful co-host, Wayne Moulds. Wayne, how are you doing, sir? Been a while. It's uh, obviously with women's games not coming along, but we've got some things to talk about today, so it's good. So yeah, I can't wait to dive into it. Yes, definitely. It's been for a women's pod. It's been quite hard because we've we've not had a lot of too too much news coming out. You've had, obviously we had the signings. We done the uh, episode with Jess and got over some of them signings. But since then, there hasn't been too much. Um, but the women's World Cup has come, so now we've got something we actually can talk about um, for a, a long time without you guys getting bored. So we will get right into that. But first, we will speak all of the updates of Chelsea women. Um, so Wayne, we have signed multiple players since we last spoke on the podcast. Um, if I just get up the signings now, so you've got, I mean, confirmed. You have got obviously Nikki Everard was confirmed in, earlier in the season. You have Hannah Hampton joining our squad of goalkeepers. Apparently, um, you have Ashley Lawrence, Canadian. Um, you also have Nuskin that was confirmed earlier along with Katerina Macario, um, and they are the ones that are officially confirmed. Um, we still have one that we'll speak about after um, that hasn't yet 100% been confirmed yet. But what do you think of how we've been going about our business so far? I think we've done a, a, a brilliant job so far. I think there's a few other signs we've made, but they're for the future and there's some of them's gone online already. So we're we're looking we're positively looking good. I think I I, I think you uh we've spoken out off air with Ashley Lawrence I'm a massive fan of. Um and I'm looking forward to seeing her in the back line with uh Buchanan, Bright and I presume she'd be on the left or and then Persich on the right, but obviously we won't no till then but it yeah i'm really looking forward to that um i like this uh new central midfielder as well the young german i think she looks a very talented player um and obviously going to be learning a lot off Liverpool, so it's actually a very good sign for me as well and the striker young striker she looks what i've obviously i know she's just got back from an injury so obviously there's, there's a lot of question marks still there but if she can perform like she did for Leon, like not last season, but season for that, I think we've got a bargain on our hands. And yeah, I'm 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 really looking forward to next season, um, and looking forward to how Emma Hayes will uh, set up the side. Yeah, I mean they're all very exciting signings. Predominantly, obviously, you've got some of the uh, younger girls that have gone out on loan, uh, signed and then gone out on loan, which is good because we're preparing for the Chelsea in a few years rather than the Chelsea of now. Um, we have now gone back to the huge squad. I mean, I'm just looking at, on the computer of the squad list and it takes me ages to scroll down to the bottom at the moment. There's about eight or nine columns of three. So it, it, it's, we're getting towards 25, 26 players. Um, do you think there'll be some players that will move out? Uh, obviously, we've got the World Cup now, so transfer news is going to be very much on the quiet but once the once the world cup finishes do you think there'll be some players that will be moved up 
I, I, we've had this conversation. I think a few keepers have been caught could be moving on. I think uh, Emily, Emily Usman, I think she'll probably go online, get some game time. Um, and I could see Hampton as well going online, getting some game time. Um, and I could see a few others maybe might want to move on uh, because of not getting enough game time. But it, it, I think, I, I really, be honest, I'm not sure um, with obviously with the squad because Emma Hayes is, I think, as we all know, she's very good at um, managing the squad and letting the players go at the right time so they're able to contribute to wherever they go. And it, I, I'm not sure with a squad who she feels like is not valuable or not uh, right for the squad right now. I can't, I don't know. I don't know if you've got any ideas of who you think could be moving on. I just don't know, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean I've counted, excluding the younger players that are on the squad list that I think will go out on loan, um, the obvious ones. We sat, We have 26 players. And that's not including the one that potentially could sign, that has been told that we're about to sign, but we haven't signed yet, the striker. Um, so that's a lot of players. I think you're right. I mean, I'm looking at five goalkeepers, and I, I've never heard of five, and, and especially because they're not bad goalkeepers. It's not like you've got two goalkeepers that are seniors and then three very young goalkeepers. You've got Hannah Hampton, who was starting for Aston Villa, first-choice goalkeeper you've got. Berger and Muscovic, who in any other team would be first-choice goalkeepers. Nicky Everard, who is younger but and is not played in WSL, so I think that would be where maybe you could look at her and go, maybe she'll go out on loan. But again, she's at a, a fairly high level, even for a young age. And then Emmy Orman, she's already been up. She's already been sniffing around, and I, I think she'd want to get some game time. So I think Orman will be the first one that I think will definitely go out on loan. Um I always looked at Hannah Hampton and thought, well, we've got her from Villa. Um, and obviously Villa then now need a goalkeeper. I wondered whether we'd put her back on loan to Villa for, the, for another season. Um, because I, I just don't see Hannah sitting on the bench for the whole season when she's been playing first team football for most of the year. Um, and obviously with a goalkeeper, it, it's, easy to, it's easier to send a a defender, a midfielder, a striker out on loan because it's just another outfield player. Whereas a goalkeeper, you kind of want to have some sort of security. So it's harder to get a goalkeeper or a good loan. Um, and especially in the women's games when there's not so many teams um, at the high level to get her to. But um, I, do have a, I do have a feeling Katchenberger will leave at the end of the season and maybe we'll peter out a little bit towards the end. I think... Maybe there's a there's an idea. I I I assume Zachira will stay, and one of Hampton or Everard, and it will be who is going to get Berger's spot towards the end of the season. Because I don't see with having four other goalkeepers that Berger stays beyond this season personally. Um, because as as rude as it sounds, it's and as good as Berger is, it is blocking. It is blocking a space for one of the younger goalkeepers keeping her here when you know she's not the youngest goalkeeper in the world and has got a shelf life. 
Yeah, I, I agree. Home to agree with that and as well. No offense, but there's more important things in life than football, and she's she's dealt with a lot. So it's it's maybe good for her to step back and get treated, get the treatment, and to make sure she is hundred percent recovered and it doesn't come back again because she she's going to have to deal with this for the rest of her life. And like I said, football's not as important as other things in life. Yeah, uh, definitely. I think I think there'll be many factors coming into it. Um, but I think it, it it does look like we are preparing for life without Anne Katrinberger, which she's a fantastic goalkeeper and she still is. Um, but Chelsea do have to keep looking forward constantly. And I think this is the biggest sign yet. I think they are looking for the future um, within the next twelve months. Um, but it'll be it'll be nice to see Berger get some games this season. Um, and if she does leave, hopefully we win the Champions League. She goes out on high, winning everything she possibly can. Definitely, definitely. Now look at the defenders. Obviously, you've got by counting it, it is eight. If you're not going to include Georgia Fox, who I assume will be one that goes out on loan again. I think. Annick Newham did well out on loan last year, and I, I, I don't think for her sake she would want to go on another loan. Um, and I think with the centre back issues that we've had, with Millie obviously being out, um, and obviously Ericsson's now gone, I feel Annick sl- slots into that pretty easily. Um, and I think eight, eight defenders for four positions. I for me that. Suits obviously they've technically got Alsu Abdelina as a defender on here, but obviously Alsu can play multiple roles, so I won't counter in that bracket. Um, she's someone that I feel may go out on loan, um, especially if we get another forward player in. Um, do you think it'd be wise for Alsu to get a bit more game time and go out on loan? Yeah, I look, I it's hard for me because she, she's been with us now for two years, or near enough year and a half, and she hasn't had much game time and even when she had opportunities to play and um, when we was games like in the cup competitions and that she never played uh played those uh, emma hayes so i feel emma's not convinced um by her and if she adds the squad so i could see her going if the offer comes across. But, yeah, I think she's one. I think Nguyen, I think it'd be very silly if we did um, let her go, especially with, Le- with Ericsson leaving. Um, I think Mialda's definitely going to move into the central defence now. I think that's now her position. I think the white back, I think it's salute. And this, I'm not sure with the... Really, something right back. You got Carter and Persic. Left back, you've got um, Lawrence and Charles. Yeah. And then I will put Medialda in the central defence with Nguyen, White, and Buchanan. That's how I would play it. But obviously, they can play Carter there if they wanted to in the central. I think you've got the benefit of obviously Carter can play centre back and 
right or left back. Um, you've got Charles that can play either um, right or left back. So I think you've got options depending on who you're playing, what injuries you've got, who needs rest. Um, so I think it's it, it, it's nice and flexible in that defence. And as you said, Mielda, she, obviously, I, I imagine she will play centre-back and I think she'll be, again, I think it's another one of she'll be the very squad rotation. I think this may be potentially one her last year. She may stay one more year, but I think it'll be one of her last years. Um, but I think it's that experience that you need as well in that position. Um, so I think defence, again, as we've kind of said, we are sorted. Obviously, midfield, you've got Sophie Ingall, you've got new signing Nuskin, you've got Louis Poles, you've got Svitkova, uh, you've got Jesse Flevin, you've got Cuthbert and, that, and Kankovic as well. And that's just going into the central midfielders rather than the um, wingers on top of that. Um, for me, the obvious one out of the, out of the midfielders to go, I would say, is, would be Svitkova, um, just because obviously she's been out for a whole year of injury. Um, it's very unfortunate that she got the injury when she did because she was brought in to be the cover um, and to play an important role. I think both me and you were kind of not sceptical at the sign at the time, but wondered why her um, was so we we had questions about the signing and obviously she got injured and it was very unfortunate. Um, but I feel the best thing for her is when she's come off that injury is to get a year of football. Um, and I don't think, looking at the other options we have, that Svitkova is going to get that year to get a lot of game time in this team. So do you think that would be a good to go out on loan to get her playing back football? I, I do. I think that's a smart option for us. Um, I think... A team like Liverpool or, uh, say, Leicester or someone like that who will give her the game time and she knows she'll be playing week in, week out because she'll be one of the top choices. Where at the moment at Chelsea, she's way down the pecking order and she'll only get game time if there's injuries or in a cup competition and... Emma Hayes feels like she can be play play her, and that and that and I don't think that is what she will want as a, if a star football star wants to play, you know. Yeah, I think she want to get game time, um, and it is important for her to get her fitness back um, and get the, get it back into the groove of getting back up to speed, having confidence within your body to be able to cope um, and I think you can't really do that playing every couple of weeks because um, I, I, I do look at the midfield options we've got and I do think there are three better midfielders in front of us so I don't think she if she if it was a thing that she'd come back and after getting slowly back into it fitness wise she'd start all the time and that would be fine but I, I just don't think she's going to start so I think that would be the wise move and I think she'd understand it herself uh, from the injury, uh, and I think that would, if she went when thinking about it, that would be her better move um, for her. And then, obviously, in the forward line, you have Sam Kerr, you have Frank Kirby, Lauren James, Katarina Macario, um, uh, Joanna Ritter and Canrad. Um, that is probably the area that looks 
a little bit light, but obviously if we go into the transfer news, we do have uh, another signing that potentially could be up front in the US youth international um, and Tigres striker Mia Fischel, um, who is supposed to join Chelsea. Uh, we haven't got the official um, confirmation from the club yet, but we can safely say that that is probably going to happen, bar any weird transfer happenings, which always happen, unfortunately. But um, what do you think of our forward line going into um, this season? One, I'm going to have to have a go at you because you, you completely forgot the, uh, the main woman in our team, Whiten. Oh, do you know what? She's been put in the midfield. I didn't scrub. I didn't scrub. I'm looking at the forwards, and she's for some reason they put her in midfield, even though she's played forward every time. Let's blame the Chelsea website for that. Of course. Uh, yeah, yeah. How can I, how can I forget Wrighton? One of my favourite players. But anyway, we, it, is, it is a stacked. It is a fairly stacked forward line. But obviously, there has been issues with Fran being injured. Obviously, Peniel Hard has left. Um, obviously, Macario well, is England as well. So we, we, we've had that struggle of, we've had Sam Kerr and only Sam Kerr really up front. Um, obviously, hopefully Fran can, when she gets back, she can stay as fit as possible. Obviously, with this the unfortunate thing of Fran. It's not only injuries that can be her problem. Um, and it's always a worry when you do see her out and they don't explain why she's out. Um, but do, do you think with Katerina Macario and... The new signing that I'm going to be honest, I have not seen her play at all, um, so I, I wouldn't I wouldn't know what to say about her. Um, do you think this could be the forward line again for this season? Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing seeing it. Um, I am a bit worried. There's obviously a question mark. Obviously, you mentioned Frank Kirby. Um, obviously, she's a massive, I would call her the heart and soul of the club, um, and I hope. She does get fit, and I hope the other demons are past her, because um, she's her talent is unbelievable. She can play obviously up front or behind the strikers or either side or even in midfield. She's a ta- such a talented player. Um, obviously, with the the new signing, I think she's gonna do well. I think I'm intrigued to see how she copes with. Uh, competition with Sam Kerr because um, obviously Bethany England she was alright and she didn't didn't down her game she still was capable of coming on and getting plenty of goals herself so I hope the same goes for her um, in no signing I think Clips and she uh, who could sign and she does look a very um, accomplished player uh, for her age Um I'm not 100% certain that she can do it over here, but I've been proven wrong before. Um, so I'd be like to be proven wrong again. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm very uh, excited by it. I'm very excited the fact now certain players have had time to bed in. Lauren James is flourishing at the moment. I, she's, I think she's just going to get better. So yeah, I, I'm just, I'm buzzing for that. I'm just, intrigued to see how Emma Hayes will want to start the side um, because there's so many quality players in so many different positions. It's going to be a very 
intriguing start of the season for us, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's one of them ones, I think. Obviously, you know Sam Kerr is going to be the starting striker. I think she's going to pl- still going to play majority of games. Um, I do think with the young girl, Fischel, um and Macario obviously can play attacking midfield slash striker as well. Um, so there is that flexibility. I, I think where that differs to the Bethany England situation is obviously Bethany England was more in a prime and is more therefore more demanding of games. Whereas I think Fischel will look and go, well, Sam Kerr's in a prime now, but if I keep pr- improving and pushing and getting game time, um, as you, you you imagine it, it's the rolling doors of as Sam Kerr starts to, at some point in the dis- hopefully distant future, starts to drop off or decides she wants to go, then it's kind of the passing of the baton a little bit more, whereas Beth England was in that kind of same situation with Sam Kerr, similar age, similar um, aspect of being their prime. Um, I do think, obviously, Wrighton and James will still be the first choice midfielders. I think Fran will have to, at least at the start, be in more of a squad role for now, um, build herself up. What what did make me happy was she was on TalkSport discussing the Women's World Cup the other day, and she seemed bright, happy, buzzing. Um, so that uh, made me very happy that she's um, getting on well, doing well in, ter- in, in herself and hopefully coming back into recovery and, as you said, ready for October. Um, the one I think I do worry a little bit for is uh, Ritter and Canred. Obviously, she, out of all the signings last, last year, I think she was the one that didn't impress us as much as the others um, and left a little bit to be desired. And I think... With the new signings of Macario, if she comes in and starts firing in all cylinders, obviously you've got uh, Fischel that comes in and you've got Yelena Kankovic behind Nuskin, who can play a bit further forward as well. I worry that if she doesn't put her foot down and starts playing well, I think she'll very quickly drift out into the ethers and be in a bit trouble of Chelsea future. Do you think she's got a big season on her? I think she has, but she's getting what I know is she played for Sweden for the first World Cup game. So if she gets the game time for Sweden and gets the confidence and she brings it in, we've seen it before with players um, in the Euros, when the Euros was on, when they brought it in and how valuable it is for getting a good season going. So it might help her in that sense. So it's way and see, you know? Oh yeah. Fingers crossed. I, I think I watching her and her ability, I thought she was a very good player when, before she came in and she had the, ch- the chance to play very well, but it just, for some reason, it just, she seems to just not do enough um, when she's on the pitch. And obviously she, it's, it's not to say that she's not a brilliant player because she does have, flashes of brilliance um, in her and she is a very good player but you just sometimes I find you just don't get I just don't see enough and you can do you can do that in your first season with Emma it's fine to do that in your first season not everyone is fantastic first season round but I think as Emma said before you're you're it's a conveyor belt of, play, of players that come into Chelsea and if you're not if, 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 you've, if you've had two seasons of 
not playing too well, then you're going, your head's going to be on the chopping block um, to be replaced and bring in money for these players that come in. Obviously, the women's game it's it's getting bigger and bigger. You're not seeing so many players. You're not seeing as many players go out on frees. You're seeing the Alessia Russos of the world get being paid. All right, it's a couple. It's a hundred thousand. Uh, 200, 300,000 pounds, uh, Bethany England, 250,000 pounds. It's not your groundbreaking figures, but for the women's game, it is growing and growing and growing. I don't think it'll be long until you start seeing women's players being bought for close to a million, million pounds. Um, so I think JRK has got to be a bit careful uh, and she's got to step up. She's got a bit more pressure on her. Um, to kind of cement her, a place in this team um, and show Emma that she is needed um, for this season. Um, which, talking about the season, starts a little bit later than we usually like to, uh, on the 1st of October. Um, obviously, we've got a couple, we've got a friendly uh, with Roma uh, in before to get the fitness up, uh, which will be good. But... Um, the fixtures have obviously come out, and our first game is Tottenham at home. Um, Wayne, excited to play Tottenham on the first game of the season? Uh, um, no, I, I am. I, so I think it's good that we're going to be on the main event as well on Sky Sports. So it's good to see that happening, and I can't. I am looking forward to it. Um, it'd be interesting. I'm, I'm not sure if it's at Stanford Bridge or if it's going to be at Kings Meadow. Um, as you were well aware that we got more game time this year at Stamford Bridge, what's been confirmed. Um, so I'm looking forward to that as well, because I think they, it needs to start happening. I think Chelsea women at Stamford Bridge is, is a no-brainer. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yes, I mean, I believe it is... It is at Stamford Bridge. Uh, I'm, I was just double checking. Um, I know that we have uh, seven, at least seven games uh, confirmed at Stamford Bridge, plus any obviously knockout games for the Champions League. Um, let me just have a look as I'm scrolling through. The Chelsea website is useless at actually putting out information. Um, yes, I believe it is at Stamford Bridge. Um, it's a, it, it, it's interesting. It's nice to play at Stamford Bridge. Obviously, it has. It has ruffled a few feathers that these season ticket prices have gone up um, and Chelsea do have a bit of a weird way of separating the Kings Meadow games and Stamford Bridge games in terms of season tickets, which I do find a bit strange. But I, I, I don't know. It is the way it is. And you can't, I think for some people, I, I would say you can't be surprised that the prices are going up. Um because the, it went, when the game's going as big as it is, they're selling out Wembley now and FA Cup finals. England games are being sold out. So prices are going to start climbing up uh, in that result because they do need to make the money back that they are putting in. Um, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, I mean, Tottenham on the first game of the season is going to be very interesting, as you said, live on Sky. So that'll be good. And it, it doesn't get any easier because uh, we in the week after we got Man City away, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, you know what the um, it it just would you can tell that we have been given the right. If you want to win it, do it from the start this year. 
not like we usually have been doing, what losing the first game and then building up. Um, so yeah, we're we're under pressure this year. Um, but I think Emma Hayes, I think she's probably seen the pictures and licked her teeth, le- lips, and said, "Let's have it. Let's let's get it going." Are you a little bit worried with the harder start that we seem to have at the moment? To be honest, no. Uh, I, I I don't. I, I I would be worried if we had injuries, loads of injuries by then. But at the moment, no, I'm not. I'm 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 pretty confident because we've got a great squad, and if if they're fit and they've been playing for the World Cup, and they all are ready to go, I've got no worries because we we'll be the team that everyone's going to be worrying about this season. Yeah, well, I suppose it's the uh, the. Pr- the problem is, is obviously you've got a World Cup, so you don't know how many injuries you're going to get at the World Cup. And obviously Chelsea do have a number of players at the World Cup. Um, so fingers crossed, Chelsea go through the World Cup a little bit unscathed. I'm sure there will be some. And we already have a certain Chelsea striker that has got a calf injury already without, without even kicking a ball. Um, but we'll have to wait and see. Still a long way and a long World Cup. Um, to go before we finish that. Um, obviously, the start of the season is hard, and the penultimate game uh, doesn't doesn't really help either. We have Manchester United away on the final day of the season, repeating um, what happened potentially two years ago when we won uh, against United to win the title. Um, Wayne, are you, are you happy that we've got a, a very hard game to finish the season if things are tight? That we're going to have to play someone and we've got good memories. <laughs> Sam, Sam Kerr's got good memories. Bring it. Yeah. Well, let, let's just hope that we don't take it to the end of the last game of the season and that Bristol City women is the, is the team we win it against. Uh, obviously, at King, it's always nice to win the league at King's Meadow. Uh, so hopefully that's the game that we can win um, the league with. Um Quickly, before we talk about the Women's World Cup, um, what is you, what, how do you think the season's going to go, if, it, if, you, if I'm going to ask a, an early prediction from you? Well, with the squad and the transfers we've made and improvements we've, we've achieved, I could, I could see us, obviously, in the pre, see us winning the league and I could see us winning the cup again. Even by both, but I think one of them I think be more realistic. And I think this year, the Champions League, I think we have got enough in the tank this year to go all the way. I think last year was unfortunate. We had the injuries come at the wrong time for central defenders, and it affected us at the end. But end of the day, with with that issues still going on, we still got to the semi-finals, and now we lost to Barcelona. So I am extremely confident in our squad and in our team. We can go all the way this year. Yeah, um, I think it is. The, it is the, almost you feel it is the time. It's now or never. Uh, it feels rude to say that because Chelsea are such a big team. But I think when you lose out so many times, you you worry that other teams will eventually start getting better. Your Man United, your Cities, your Arsenal's who are on the way back and Arsenal did very well and equally in the Champions League last year. I think Leon will be 
a bit more of a better fight this year. Um, obviously, Barcelona just continuously improve every year. Um, so I think it'll be it'll be interesting to see if Chelsea can do it. Um, I hope it is, and I do think I do agree with you. I think this year will be the one. Um, I don't think we'll win all four trophies, um, and I wouldn't mind losing both domestic get uh, cups if it meant the Champions League was coming to Chelsea. Um, but hopefully we win all four and we completely dominate the women's game um, as usual. Um, moving on from Chelsea, because obviously, as you said, there's not the most amount of news for Chelsea, but there is another big thing that is happening in the women's game at the moment, and that is the World Cup. Um, all of the match day one games have conveniently finished. Um, there is match day two games that have played already, but we won't talk about them till next time. Um, but we'll kind of, for you guys, just go through each match day for the results. Um, obviously, we, me and Wayne haven't watched every single game because they are at ridiculous times in the morning. Um, and I, I love the women's game, but I can't. I, I'm not. I'm not getting up three o'clock for Panama versus Brazil or something like that. Um, but it has been a wonderful World Cup so far. Um, before we get into each individual game, have you enjoyed it so far, Wayne? I have enjoyed it. I was a bit. Um, I wanted to, a bit. Um, how can I say? It? I wasn't shocked to see amount of fans enjoying it and uh, the stadiums getting sold. Then you know, I sold out all the time and the atmosphere, and I wasn't surprised one little bit. I think that it's well deserved. Um, and what I've seen, it looks like it's very, been very competitive as well with all with all the teams. So it's been good. It's been good so far. Yeah, I mean, what, what's been nice is you you do have sometimes the problem with the women's teams. Obviously, there are not as many, not as much depth in some of the other um, nations in the world, um, and you do get the aspect of teams getting completely thrashed um, in the process. Um, but we haven't really seen that too much at all. A couple of three, you've had a 5-0 uh, from Zambia, but it is their first ever World Cup. So you, you can't really blame it. Obviously, Germany had a really good result, but there's not been too many ridiculous score lines. Um, and there already has been a couple of shocks um, in it. Um, starting with the first game that we'll go through, obviously it was the opening game of the World Cup, New Zealand versus Norway. Um, normally... All the odds would go towards Norway winning this with the amount of good players that they have. But Norway come unstuck again with uh, New Zealand winning 1-0 um, in the end of second half goal from Hannah Wilkinson uh, to give the hosts a, a, a first win in the World Cup. Um, Wayne, can you believe Norway are struggling again? You would say no, because it's not because of what their competition was for the Euros. But in the, if you look at the players in the, who's informing, like we said by our own player, Kira Ryan has been one of the better players in the in the actual Women's Super League. Uh, and then you've got the striker from Leon as well. And it's, you know, I, I feel they're underperforming in a massive way at the moment and they, shouldn't, they should be doing much more better than they have been. Yeah, I think it was it was a great... I've watched a little bit of this game and it was great to see New Zealand and I think that's 
the difference you have of a home crowd cheering you on and obviously that was what England had during the Euros um, which was nice but um, I think that really pushed New Zealand over the line there and it was great to see and obviously you saw it within the uh, Australia game in Group B as well against Ireland Um, obviously we won't speak about the uh, Norway game from this morning uh, or yesterday by the time you guys listen to this uh, because we will speak about that in the next episode Um, but yeah the it just proves that you don't the best you don't have you can't just win the national competition by having the best players in the world they've got to gel together and i just don't think this norway team gels as it should um it almost if you're going to compare it to the men's team it's almost the belgium um of a little bit of the women's game even if you actually look at it think about it the norway team in the men's game as well uh, they have the best striker in the world of early in Haaland. And they still can't win games because they can't gel together. Uh, I think it's something the Norwegian FA need to look at both of their men's and women's teams uh, to look at and try and get that sorted for future tournaments. Um, Obviously, the second game of the opening day with the other hosts, Australia, taking on effectively our other home nation in Ireland. Um, Australia winning 1-0. Um, it was a, 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 no, a an Australia with no Sam Kerr because of calf injury, which she's going to be out for at least two games, it's been said. I don't think she'll f- play in the group stage whatsoever. Um, but it was a penalty from Steph Catley uh, to get Australia through. Um, an Ireland team that was very tough to battle. Um, Wayne, obviously Australia got the result. Um without Sam Kerr, but is that a big worry for Australia to not have Sam Kerr? It is. It is, because Sam Kerr is that good. But I I said this before all the World Cup started, I think when me and you spoke, and I told you, if I I think Australia is going to win it this year, and I still stick by that. I think Australia is a very good side. Um, there's players on there that I think other nations wish they could have. Um, so yeah, I'm, I, I, I'm not. I know they're going to st- struggle without her, but if they can get through the first stages and then get Sam Kerr fit, they're going to be a dangerous, dangerous side. Yeah, I think the the group stage. I think they can deal without Sam Kerr for now because, of course, they have a very good team um, without Sam Kerr, but. I do think if they if they get to the point of they're in the fight the the final stages of the World Cup um, and Sam Kerr's either not fit or she's fit in the general sense of she can play but she's not necessarily match fit then that I think that will be a problem and when you're playing the big teams the Frances of the world the Englands, you do need every player fit and available. Uh, and I think that's where they could um, struggle if Sam Kerr doesn't make it for the round of 16 quarters or semis. Um, but we'll see. It'll be, it, it, for me, it was very heartbreaking to watch Sam Kerr uh, what, watching the game. Um, she looked very upset. Uh, and hopefully we do see her in this World Cup um, as a very 
in a, in a in a purely Chelsea sense, it would be nice if she doesn't play the rest of the World Cup and she comes back for Chelsea nice and fit uh, and rested up. But that would be completely a biased Chelsea point of view there. Um, so hopefully we do see Sam Kerr firing on all cylinders um, for the next games. Obviously, we move on to the second day um, and that uh, uh, makes the other group games. Obviously, you had Switzerland versus the Philippines uh, with Switzerland winning 2-0. Um, with goals from Serena and Bolden. Um, quite an easy game um, for Switzerland. Obviously, Philippines not really at the level, and I think we'll probably finish bottom of this group. Um, easy for Switzerland to get through? I don't know. I didn't watch it, so I can't comment on this one. <laughs> Wayne. Wayne, Wayne, Wayne. Um it's unfortunate. Um, yeah. had, you had an, you did have a you did have a, did have a little bit of a shocking Group B though uh, on that day. Um, you obviously had Canada um, versus Nigeria. Obviously Nigeria they do have some very good players, um, but you would say Canada has enough um, to get through that. But they do have their issues on the background. A nil nil draw for Canada. Um, Wayne, that's not good enough for Canada, is it? They didn't play Jesse Fleming, did they? So it's their fault. But, um, no, I, I, did, I, did, I honestly didn't watch that either. But they've got a strong side, and they should have. No offense to Nigeria, they should have got a win there. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's ha- I'm, I'm happy in the fa- aspect that they kept a clean sheet because you know we have two defenders from Canada, um, so that always gives me a little bit of hope. But they they do need to sort out their issues um, in the background and not let this ruin the World Cup because if they if they lose to obviously I think they will get past Ireland hopefully, but if they do lose to Australia, um, which is highly likely they will then they may not even get we may not even see them in the in the round of 16 which will be um a disaster for this team um and hopefully that doesn't happen um because you want to see all the best teams in the world cup um knockout stages um the final game of that day which was the start of group c spain uh beating costa rica 3-0 um obviously it's a it's a game I didn't watch because I expected uh, Spain to absolutely run through uh, Costa Rica. Um, but expected result, wasn't it, Wayne? Yeah, I think Spain is on the top four teams, I think, to win this, I believe. Uh, so, yeah, well, no surprise, really. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, I'm getting on doing watch it, so I can't really comment on the game. Um but yeah, no surprising result. Yeah, I mean we'll we'll very much skim skim through this the other Group C game of Japan versus Zambia because I did not watch this game. Um, I should have because it's fight. You get fight. You got five goals from Japan, but um, Zambia obviously World Cup debut. Uh, still got a long way to go, um, but hopefully they'll learn their lessons from this tournament and hopefully try not to get too much embarrassed within these groups. Um, now coming to the group that we actually uh, really care about at the moment, which is England's group. Um, we won't go to the England game straight away. We'll go to Denmark-China game, uh, start off first. Denmark narrowly, and I say narrowly, winning 1-0. 90th minute goal from Amelie Vansgaard. Um, 
Wayne, we'll talk about the England game in a minute, but does that give us at least some nice hope that Denmark are also not playing too well? Um, not getting the best of results against a China team that I don't think looks that good either. I am not judging the book by its cover. I, I, I'm judging it by the game I watched, so I can judge the I, cover and the content. But look, it's a, we we can sit here and say about about them, but how good their players are of Denmark. They've got a very good squad. And don't forget, even though she's left us, Pierre Harder's in their squad, and we know how prolific she can be. So I am not judge. I'm not going to sit here and say, well, because they barely beat China, then that means we should be able to beat them easily. It doesn't work like that. I'm not, bear- I'm not saying that either, but it's just good to have the fact, it's just good to have a team that's not auto-firing in all cylinders. Maybe, but we've got to remember, obviously when we go back to ours, we are on the same boat. Yeah, I'll... I'll- I'm definitely not disagreeing with that. We are in exactly the same boat. But um, I do think hopefully we can get out of it. Um, it will be the typical thing of Penilla Harder will score against England um, and beat us. Um, that will be the typical way. And I'll hate that because it's like seeing Sam Kerr score against you. It's just strange to watch him score when it's not you. Um but we will get on to the England game, which is the one we can properly talk about. Uh, England versus Haiti. A, a, a game where I'm not going to be too disappointed about it, um, just because I, I think Haiti, they, they have the really good striker that signed for Leon, And my God, she looked fantastic. Um, Leon, I've got a player on her hands, uh, on their hands. Um, but we weren't... We did. We weren't up for standards. Obviously, it was a bit of drama. Uh, George, uh, we had a penalty, was taken, missed. Um, the goalkeeper was then found to be off her line, so it was retaken and scored by George Stanway. Um, and that was the only goal of the game in a game where England, I don't want to say looked in a bit of trouble, but they weren't comfortable, were they, Wayne? They wasn't. Um, I don't think the team was gelled. Uh, you can see me, Bright was just got came back because she did look rusty, um, and even though I got respect for Laura Hemp and I do think she's a great player, she didn't weren't very uh, prolific um, for the what she's capable of doing, um, and Ertune, she looked invisible in the first half. Um, and then Russo, I don't know why she started being rough. I know, I'm going to have to be rough with that one, but I think Rachel Daly was more of a threat in that box than Russo. And yeah, I, I think I think there's got to be challenges. Uh, been made. I think James needs to start. I don't. She's too good not to start. Um, and I think we are missing certain players. I think we're missing Leah Wilson. I think she was uh, such a good player for us in the Euros. I think we're missing her. 
And I think we are missing Frank Kirby at the moment. I think Frank Kirby is just a difference maker. But we've got to get through this. We've got a good squad. I think as soon as you make some certain changes to the squad, uh, to the team, uh, I think we'll be all right. But at the moment, she's just trying to find that fix because of the injuries we've got. Yeah, I, I think it's not even just the injuries as well. I think people have, un- I think people do underestimate the the fact that you do not have experienced players like Ellen White. You don't have experienced like players like Jill Scott um, in the team. That when t- when you're in a rough vein of form like this, where you're not sc- free flowing and free scoring. Um, they're the type of players that bring these young players through. And I think you are seeing the younger players struggle a bit more. Um, and I think that's where Bronze, Bright, they need to step up a little bit um, in the leadership and try and force them through. I, I do agree with you. I think the lineup for me, I, I didn't particularly like it um, at all. Um, arguably, that whole front three um, or front four, I wasn't particularly happy with. I think the defence. I have no problem with. I think that's that's the best defence you've got. Um, the Stanway and Walsh is absolutely fine. Um, I I look at Toon and Russo and think back to the Euros and think they did so well coming off the bench, and maybe that is their their role in the England team. Maybe that is the problem because I find when I've seen Russo and Toon start, I don't think they're as good. Um, I. Same with Lauren Hemp again. I, I, I think you you don't. I, I I think she's a very good player, but I don't think there's that efficiency in her game. Um, and you can't afford to have too many inefficient players starting all the time. Um, I mean, for me, I would bring Daly in because you don't have the top goal scorer of the WSL sitting on the bench, personally. Um, and that's someone who would really like Bethley England to play. But um, I think Daly's got to start. Maybe for certain games you play Bethany England. Um, I would, if if you want to experiment it against China and have a look, I'd maybe look at dropping Russo back into the number 10, see how she does in that position, playing off Daly a little bit more. Um, James, I'd have definitely on the right-hand side. The problem with Lauren Hemp is obviously you've not got um, you've not got Beth Mead there anymore, um, and you look at the replacements. Is Katie Robinson or Lauren Hemp on that side? Um, and I, out of the two, you'd probably say Lauren Hemp is the better person. So I'd probably maybe keep Lauren Hemp there, put James on the right side instead of Kelly, drop Russo back and play Daly, and see how that goes. Um, but we need to score some goals and we need to score some goals and not penalties um, because it's all right doing this in the group. It does, You don't have to be all firing all cylinders in the group. It's, it's about the knockout stages where you need to be full firing, but we need to get these problems sorted now. And um, I think all that matters is we did get the result um, and that's what we got. Um, but there are a lot of improvements that need to be made, especially because... Potentially, we'll be seeing Australia in the uh, round of 16, which is no mug, as as you said, Wayne. We, you expect Australia to win this, so we need to be firing for that game, and that is not all far away um, in the grand scheme of things. Um, 
do you think England will improve in the next game, or do you think it'll be a struggle? No, I believe we will. I've I've got every confidence in our side, and I've got every confidence in our manager. So I've got no worries about it. I just think, as a fan base, we need to look at it and. Like I said, don't judge it, but by its cover, it's straight yet. Yeah, I mean, I, hopefully we'll get we'll get a good result in the next game, and then we can it can really take the pressure off the girls. Um, but we'll have to see how it goes. Um, the final, the other game on that on 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 the Saturday was uh, the USA, the World Champions. Um, opening their game against Vietnam, which I think was a, a very nice game to open up on. Um, them winning 3-0. Um, I know the USA team is still going for a little bit of a transition. Some players aren't there anymore, Wayne, but they're going to be there or thereabouts, aren't they? Always. Always. <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't watch this game again because it was super early in the morning. I thought, as much as I like watching Alex Morgan hurt, drink tea with her celebrations um i was not going to get up at silly o'clock in the morning to watch this game but hopefully i'll be able to see some u.s games at the more appropriate times um because it would be nice to actually watch their games um going into that um sunday um we'll start with the uh, other group e game which was netherlands versus um portugal and that was a very interesting game um stephanie the getting the result but um portugal hanging in in there and um giving the netherlands a bit of a tough game um do you think portugal will be someone that is gonna mess up that group a little bit i don't know i won't lie i don't know much about them i don't know much about netherlands either all i know about netherlands is i've got one of our players playing for them <laughs> wayne wayne but um yeah, I mean, hopefully um, that will make it interesting because it'd be nice to see USA struggle against the team. Um, but unfortunately, I think Port- they will breeze over Portugal because I think the USA are a completely different animal um, in their team. Um, moving on to which is pr- the game that is probably the shock of the tournament so far is France drawing with Jamaica, 0-0. Um, France having players sent off, um, unfortunately. Um, but that is not a good result for France to have first game, is it, Wayne? No, it wasn't. But I think it's more of a bad result for Jamaica because Bunny Shaw getting sent off is not the best thing for them because she's the leader, captain and if she scores the goals, so yeah. Even though it might have been a shock in the system, I think the France will come out more winner than Jamaica. Well, I think the problem with France is obviously you expect them. They were one of the well close to being one of the favourites, and they do have a very good team. So I think yes, Jamaica have Bunny Shaw, but. They should have been breezing past this team and they haven't. Um, so I think that does put a little bit of contention um, into that team, considering they do also have Brazil in their group. So Brazil 
as we saw in the film, Mr. Mark aren't no mugs. They beat Panama 4-0, which we won't get much into because, again, I didn't watch that much. But Brazil running riot. They, they don't want to be going up against Brazil um, like that if they're struggling. Um, and that wasn't the result um, for them. Group G, um, Sweden winning 2-1 against um, South Africa. Again, an, an, a, a fairly simple result from a team that is still fighting to be one of the best teams in the world, Wayne? Yeah, I, I, um, Sweden always interests me because I've got a very aging squad, I think, now. Um, but it's still always fine enough in their tank to challenge. Um, and they've got a few ex-Chelsea players and a few Chelsea players. So, yeah, um, I've always got a soft spot for Sweden. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how how long they can um, grasp with the big the big girls in the um, league. Obviously, we saw in the Euros that England, in the end, absolutely demolished them. Um, so there is that aspect that they are starting to slip, um, and it is now up to the Rittering Canarids and the Chiramusovic of the world to bring Sweden back to that top. But whether it will be enough is another question. Um, the final two games of match day one, Italy beating Argentina 1-0 um, in a very close tied game in Group G. And Germany absolutely smashing Morocco. We were talking about teams not smashing other teams, but Germany really did smash Morocco and made them want to go back home. Um, Germany, Wayne, looked really good. Um, obviously, it looks like if we if all results go well, we could face them in the quarterfinals. Um, with the way they're playing, would you want to play them at the moment? Take it, bring it all on. Let's go. Hey, I didn't hear this confidence before. Oh, I, I think we're the best team, and let's go for it. Let's, let's win it all. I'm liking I'm liking the positivity, Wayne. Um, if we if we're struggling to beat Haiti. I think at the moment that Germany game is worrying me. Look, you can be the worry guts. I'll be the positive one in the group. Don't you worry about that. Well, hopefully hopefully I won't have to worry too much um, and that we can just get through this very easily. Um, so looking at the rest, any, the rest of the games coming up this week from match day two, um, there's not too many... I mean, there's a the the I think the best game looking at it USA Netherlands that will be hopefully a good game to watch. Um, see how they get on. Um, obviously, England Denmark we'll obviously watch uh, 9:30 a.m. on Friday, which I do have a job interview at 10 o'clock, which is very frustrating. Um, so I will miss most of the game, but hopefully I'll be able to get the job interview done, get the job, um, and then be able to watch the second half. Um, Sweden, Italy and France, Brazil um, they'll be good games to watch um, and then we go back into game day three so Wayne, is there any games you are looking forward to for the next every, match day? Every game England plays Well, hopefully we do get a good result against Denmark What finishing up, what would be your predictions for England, Denmark? England to Denmark nil. Scores? 
I'm going bright. Bright daily. Nice, nice. I, I like to I like to hear that and hopefully daily does start to get them goals. Um I'm gonna go slightly pessimistic, as usual, not surprised. Um and go two one England. Uh I think Peniel Harder will score first, um, to very much put the absolute nerves in us. Um but I do think we will get a goal from uh Daly and James. Um to come back and win 2-1 and calm ourselves down a little bit more. Um, and with the six points, we'll be going through the group and into the next game. Um, so hopefully that does happen and we're not actually uh, going to be worrying too much. Um, fingers crossed we can smash Denmark, but obviously, as we said, what, Denmark are a great team, so we never know. Um, before we finish, Wayne, is there anything else you want to talk about Chelsea women-wise? No, uh, we've obviously gone through everything but if you can please go and subscribe to our youtube channel and please go to the website as well if you've got every opportunity check the merchandise out we have got women's clothing on there as well um please have a good look on that um obviously and check out the other podcasts uh with the men's as good talk with obviously matt jesters Kalito. And other guests do go on as well. Please check it all out. And please follow us on Twitter. And keep your eyes out for our next content. I mean, Wayne, this is this is the good thing of having Wayne on. Wayne will just do my outro before I've even done it. Um, he'll save me the job of plugging. Obviously, check us out. Obviously, you've got what, episode 132 um, of the World Watch House pod. Uh, me, Carlito, Jester's smashing it, uh, basically taking the piss out of Brighton and how much of a dead club they are um, in a dead town. Um, so any Brighton fans listening, I apologise, but you, you have got a dead club and dead town. Uh, and just give us Caicedo, please. Um, but make sure you do check us out on the website, www.worldwideshelf.com. Check out our store, check out articles, check out everything on the website youtube and it of course it will show the wonderful podcasts that are on available on both apple and spotify wayne thank you for coming on thank you for letting me come on uh, it's a pleasure to always talk to you wayne it's a pleasure talking to you as well yes and thank you guys for all listening as well obviously we didn't i didn't think it'd, it'd be an hour of us talking about chelsea in the world cup but here we are we made it um and we will be back um early next week uh potentially depending on when we can get the game uh the pod out obviously we will speak about match day two and any transfer slash chelsea women's news that we do pick up on we might speak a little bit about the men's to uh pad it out a little bit next week if we are struggling for news um but make sure you check out that um and we will see you soon on another episode